You're listening to the Josh Paul Podcast. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. Now, here's Josh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to be over in Amos tonight. Not at all what I thought I was going to be preaching tonight, but you know what? That's fine with me because if it's of God, it's of me. Amen. It's what he's got. That's what I want. And we got to take the whole word of God. Amen. We like that part. Mm, press down, shaking together, running over. Come on, we run on out the back door in the favor. And God. And, but then, you know what? Sometimes God will bring a rebuke to the church. And we got to be, we got to learn to say thank you just as much for that. Amen. We got to learn to say, Lord, thank you for showing me. Thank you for loving me enough that I have this thing in my life. Because, you know, we can get, we can get selfish. We can get prideful quick. And I'm talking quick. We can get petty. I love this as a place where I can be real. I'm in this uh, pastor's group text chat thing that forgive me if anybody's watching that's in it but y'all already know <laughs> I, you know when you're tired or hungry or, or, or some of the rest that is not the best time to be making decisions and texting people right amen because <laughs> how many times remember the guy he, he went and sat under a tree he was like Lord just kill me now and then the Lord sent him some food he was like okay I'll just take a nap instead See, it may not be as bad as you think, but if you're anything like me, you are as dramatic as it comes. My middle name is not drama in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. But so I got I got real pa- I got real petty in the pastors group this week. And I sent something made my flesh feel so darn good, but immediately the spirit was like, "Why'd you do that?" You ought not do that. So in discord among the brothers. And y'all are looking at me like y'all are a bunch of angels. And y'all ain't never sent no kind of text like that. Turn in your phones. Turn them in right now. We're doing a phone check right now. All these angels in this room. Let me get into the word before I come down there. Amos 5.21. Amos 5 and 21. The word of God said, I hate, I despise your feast days, and I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I'm not going to accept them, the Lord said. Nor will I regard your fat and peas offerings. Take away from me the noise of of your songs for I won't hear the the melody of your stringed instruments and God's saying I'm tired of your noise you're just making a lot of noise your worship looks real good on paper baby but I see your heart See, y'all thought I was talking to you. I'm talking to me too. 
See, there's not a person in here that can't say me too. I'm facing some stuff too. I face some pride in this life too. Me too. I'm going through some stuff. I got some haters in my life too. Amen. Come on. We go through some things in this life. And so it, it, it can get us off balance and off course and lose our perspective. And we'll be looking over here when we ought to be looking over here. And this is what he's saying here. I... There's a lot of churches in America, but I wonder how many of them God goes to. I wonder. Now I'm serious. I tell you, I ain't much of nothing. I, and if he comes here, it's probably not on account of me. But I tell you, I think that, yo, I think we might have missed it. I think we skipped right over the parts we didn't like. The ones where it says, take up your cross and follow me daily. Then over in Romans where it says, it's your reasonable service. Come on, it's your reasonable service to to be a living sacrifice. We talk about being a a living sacrifice if we don't get a front parking spot at Walmart. That ain't no living sacrifice. You're lazy and overweight anyway. You need to walk. I was talking to me, not you. Don't write me. Well, write me. They don't let me read your letters anyway. That is not. Come on. We are so. We've turned into the wimpiest Christians. Like people look at your shoes wrong at church. And you're like, I'm switching churches. I I don't need this in my life. Lord, here's our. Two and a half songs and our program. Hope you like it because that's all you're getting. We program God right out of it. Not just out of church. We've programmed Him right out of our lives. We are so busy with this and that and, 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 And I love that we have church. I don't even call it church. This is just a gathering of radical Jesus people. Amen. Because only the crazies come out on Tuesday night, right? (laughs) I I love that we come on Tuesday nights and we're just free to be in his presence. I'm in no hurry. I can promise you I will stay as late as it takes. But I think we've somehow gotten lost in thinking that um, Jesus serves us. I know it's going to be really uncomfortable in here tonight. But that's okay. The, the Lord has brought me this, and, and I'm going to keep reading. Um, but it made me think of over in um, cross-reference in, in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, though I speak with tongues of men and, and of angels, but, but I have not love. Uh-oh. I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. I think the Amplified Bible says, I've become an obnoxious noise. And I'm not talking about you singing off key because that's beautiful. 
You lifting your voice to the Lord and that sounding awful is the most beautiful thing he's heard all day. Amen. He ain't looking for the best singers. He's looking for your pure heart. He's not looking for the own key people. God is looking for the people, he said, who are willing to worship me in what? In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. He said, and you think that that, 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 we got to go over here on this mountain or over here in this mountain. No, 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 no. I can stand up on top of my washing machine and my dryer in my house and I can praise the Lord. I can flip open the dishwasher and stand on it and praise the Lord. I can run up and down the hallways of my house and praise the Lord. And I do. Baby, you better know that I lay out and roll around in my kitchen praising the Lord because I do not care what the neighbors think. I do not care what anybody thinks because when it comes to Jesus and what he did for me, there is nothing too big. Come on, we got to start pulling out all the stops for Jesus. We pull it out for everything. You know how we get ready for like surprise birthday parties? We get ready for, you know, uh, for all these things we do for the people we love and different things. But then we just casually walk up in. We, we may, oh, hallelujah. But that, you know, you just high five God on the way out of church. And we wonder who the people are that he's going to say, Depart from me, for you, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. Now, he didn't say I didn't want to. That's all he wanted. That's all he wanted was to know you. You know, the word know in the Bible is a very intimate word. Adam knew Eve and they conceived conceived a child. do, do, Do we know him? Are we close enough to him, to his heart? Do we spend enough time with him? in such a hurry it says we become just a noise we're just a noise and you know what the funny part is when you become a noise to God you become a noise to the world too you become ineffective people they're not crazy they can see right through that and I was thinking today you know we keep asking and asking and asking. And the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. It does. And I love that. And it's, I, I do ask. But sometimes I feel like the cross just wasn't enough. No, oh, not for me. We, we just keep asking for more and more and more. And I hate the word American dream. I think that's great and awesome, you know, and especially for people. Um, now, you can agree with me or not. This is my church, so just. But, you know, if I, because I, I've been to Mexico and I've been in some of them huts, some of them people live in. I have seen the desperation in their eyes. I can tell you that if I lived in Mexico, I would be running across that snake-filled river, too. I, politics aside, I ain't trying to, I don't care about Joe or Donald. Okay, so don't try don't try I don't care about neither one of them I think they're both crazy and so I would be swimming across that river too to get to the American dream but I don't think as Christians we're called to the American dream I don't think that's our calling. I think, yeah, we got to take care of our families. I think, yeah, it's great to be prosperous. And, and that way you can share because, you know what, you, you don't do a lot of good being poor. Um, the more we have, the more we can give, right? 
the more we give, uh, the more we have, the more we can give. And the more you give, the more you're going to get. It's an amazing thing. And so I'm not saying live low and live poor. But what are we using it for? God gives us the increase so we can increase our giving. I know nobody likes to hear this stuff. Yeah. I just had so much, I guess, I guess it's just, so, you know what I was convicted of personally today? Because we travel all over the nation preaching to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And, and I always get to the end and I'm like, okay, it's time to bow your head and close your eyes. No one looking around. No one looking around. And these are my exact words. No one looking around. Bow your head, close your eyes. If you would like to be saved tonight, just put your hand up, put it right back down. Put it up, put it right back down. God sees that hand, God sees that hand, God sees that hand. And I think it's great they're making decisions for Christ. I really do. But you know what? I feel like we're teaching people to sneak to the cross. You ought to come running to the altar, baby. After you find out what he did for you, if you don't come running, that's on you. We ain't doing the close your eyes, bow your head, slip it up, put it right back. We ain't doing that no more. You come boldly before the throne room of grace. Amen. We come boldly to his throne room. And y'all hold me accountable to that. If I start to do it, I've kicked off my shoe, just sling it at me, hit me in the head. I'm not doing it anymore. And I had to repent. I said, Lord, I've been leading these people through a secret passage to try to get them to heaven instead of to the narrow road. Because you know what the narrow road is going to cost you? Your pride. Ouch. Owie. Ow. Your pride. Oh, for a couple years now, I've been praying. It's the best and worst prayer. Lord, empty me of pride. Empty me of selfishness. And because he will. Oh, he will. Oh, he will. So don't pray it if you don't want it. But you know what? It'll bring you closer because you'll, you'll begin to not care. And the world has no more control over you when you don't care anymore. When you're in full abandonment to Jesus, when you're in full abandonment to the cross, look, I am a soldier in the army. I got my mind on one thing and one thing alone. I pray every single morning, Lord, uh, please. It's one of the one, only things I ask, Lord, please help me to lead over 100 million people into the kingdom of God, Lord. I want to do it through the preaching of the word and the power of your spirit, Lord. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, Lord. And I want to see that come to pass. Amen. It ain't going to come to pass with me, uh, you know, keeping my eyes on the. Let's, let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. It says down in 24. No, I can't, I can't, I can't. I gotta keep going for a second. I just feel like our churches are an insult to God. I do, I really, I can't, I cannot get away from it. I feel like they're an insult to God that we can come and, and we see it, gosh, y'all see it. It's hard up here sometimes, ain't it? It is so hard y'all trying to minister sometimes because we'll be up here just praising the Lord and then I, that's why I keep my eyes closed so I don't have to look at y'all it ain't none of my business if y'all are worshiping or not I gotta worship for my own self I can't worship for you I can, I'm not the, the worship leader I'm the lead worshiper I'm worshiping with you not for you amen uh, oh, let me say it again I'm worshiping with you not for you you gotta worship yeah. It's come on it's not the word of the Lord coming out of my mouth that's gonna save your life it's the word of the Lord coming out of you your mouth that's going to change your life it's the praise of the lord coming out of your mouth 
I can't do it for you. And, and so I just feel like our churches, our, our lives are, an, it's an insult. If I was God, I'd be insulted. Man, I, but, but thankfully, I'm not God. You better be glad. Because I am petty and God is not. Amen. God is just. That's what he is. God is just. Got to get our passion back, church. But I, radical passion. Radical. Just throw myself on the floor and give everything I've got to God. I saw LaRonda. She was traveling with us up one time in the mountains. And we... There's a little place called Food City over there, uh, way back. And um, I, I was eating my little uh, chicken and stuff over at the Food City. I looked, at the, um, I looked out the window. I said, hey, what is that? It was LaRonda out by her car just worshiping the Lord right in the parking lot. I said, go, girl. Go. Get your praise on right up in the Food City parking lot. Yes. Yes, taking a bold step for Christ. Because she has zoned out. Everybody did not care on fire for Jesus. Get you some new friends. Get you some friends on fire for Jesus. Amen. Or set your current ones on fire. One. Amen. That might be better. Set the ones you got on fire. 24, it says, but let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Listen to, listen, oh goodness, here we go. Did you offer me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness 40 years, O house of Israel? Uh-oh. What were they doing in, in the, we're taking this text slow tonight. What were they doing out in the, first of all, I can tell you the children of Israel turned an 11-day journey into a 40-year journey. How many of us had, we have turned what should have been an 11 day journey into a 40 year going around the same mountain, the same mountain. You know, the best part about God is He'll never let you fail the test. You just get to take it over and over and over and over, even if it takes you 40 years to pass it. Thank God. Thank God He never gives up on us. Amen. But they complained, they murmured, they were not thankful. They built idols, they melted down their gold, they built cows, they were dancing naked. It was all kinds of weirdness going on out there. And they only saw the negative. And here's what it says over in Joshua 5, 6. It says, for the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who, listen to this, who were the men of war, all the elders who came out of Egypt were consumed Because, listen, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. To whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers. That he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. The promised land, they called it. The promised land. Get inspired. Order Josh Paul's newest book entitled Closer to the Father. It's a daily prayer devotional and fasting journal. Each day, you'll be guided through a prayer that will grow your faith and deepen your relationship with God. 
you'll receive daily motivation to be your best as you journey deeper into prayer. God loves when you pray bold prayers. Get your copy by visiting joshpaul.org or call 1-800-722-8714. Order now. You're just 21 days away from a closer walk with the Father. Now, I don't know about you. This is just me. But if I'm going to be out in the desert for 40 years, going around the same mountain, I at least want the promise at the end. But they didn't get it. Why? Because they didn't, the Bible says they didn't obey the voice of the Lord. And I think so often we hear the voice of the Lord and we disregard it. We just cast it off. Hey, go pray for that person over by the banana stand. They've got cancer. Devil, go on. I ain't praying in public. Go pray for that woman up at, up at Big Lot. She's going through, through a time. She's, she's been abused and she needs, she needs a prayer. We hear, we hear these things and just like these guys, they disobeyed. And I wonder, because I believe in divine appointments. I've had so many amazing divine appointments in my life. I couldn't stand here and tell you the half of it because my life don't even make sense. The fact that I'm even standing in this room and the fact that they gave me the microphone tonight, I'm telling you, none of it makes sense. None of it, none of it. God is surely good. That's all I know. But maybe God had you there, Esther, for such a time as this. And Esther, Esther did the same thing. She, she, was, ah, she was the only one who could have went before the king. And she was like, well, I don't know. And he was like, are you crazy? You've been put here for such a time as this. This is your time to shine. Girl, what's wrong with you? Get up and you lost your mind. Go. Now's the time to shine. Now's the time to go. If you don't do this, it's all lost. How many times have we disobeyed? How many times have we heard from the Lord? Go this way and not that way. You might have heard this story before, but it was one time. And I'll get back, I promise, because my stories aren't the word of God and they're not powerful, but they are funny. Um, so this one time I was, uh, you know, I was going to move to New York City and be a star, Right. We all have crazy dreams. So the really neat part about this on the back end is I've always had this really cool, like, uh, just love for cameras and production and stuff. And so God let me do that in Christian television. It's really cool. We're on all over the place now. But but anyway, I was I was in my room. I didn't have no money. I was, you know, just broke, busted, disgusted. But I had a, a, a dream, maybe a twisted dream. Anyways. I said, Lord, I need a word. You know how you get your Bible and you're like flipping, 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 flipping. And you really, you just want it to agree with what you want it to say, right? You, you, you really ain't praying. You're not asking God for anything. You're just looking for his word to, to back you up instead of the other way around, which is a whole nother. But I turned, turn, turn, turn. It said, move not into the city, but into the go into the small towns and and fields and, and, and preach the word of God. Now I couldn't have made that up. I couldn't have made, there's no way I could have known that I would be here preaching in all these places. We go back in some backwoods, y'all. 
But guess who packed their bags and went on up to New York? Where's the dunce hat? Come on, how many times do we do that? Not that you should be flipping your Bible open and, and get a word, because what if, what if you do it and it's like, you wicked sinner. <laughs> don't, don't, don't trust that, but come on, when God speaks, we got to start listening. And you're like, well, well, how do I do that? You read your word. And if you hear something that doesn't line up with the word, that ain't God. God won't go against himself. God won't tell you to take another woman's husband. That wasn't God. I can tell you who it was. I can tell you what station you're tuned into. So we can tell real fast, right, if it, if it lines up with the Word. We know that that's God, and so we got to start acting. And I'm so glad I did one time. We're back to the Word, I promise. But one time I was walking up into the big lots, and this lady saw me, recognized me, and said, Josh, will you pray for me? I said, well, sure. Well, we were out there in the big lots door. Andrew, you was there. Somebody else was there. And uh, we prayed. This this lady had a, a brain tumor mass confirmed by the doctor on the thing. She showed the pictures. And we prayed for her. I'm not saying it was my prayers. Don't we want to do that? I prayed for her. Oh, yeah. It was me. I was the prayer for that one. No, no, no. She got prayer at Big Lots because I was obedient. And she got healed by God Almighty. Completely, completely, verifiably with doctor's report results. Completely. Because the Word of God works. Isaiah 53 says... By his stripes you are healed. Amen. The land flowing with milk and honey was where they were supposed to go, but it's not where they got to go. But God, you know what? I'm learning God means business. He does. God means business. Now, he is so full of grace. Ah, he's so full of grace, but God means business. Listen to this. You also carried Sikuth, your king, and, and Sheon, your idols. They're carrying all this around with them. The star of your gods, little g, which you made for yourself. Therefore, I will send you into captivity beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is in, his name is the God of hosts. You have lifted up the shrine of your king, the pedestal of your idols, the star of your God, which you made for yourselves. Therefore, I'll send you into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is God Almighty. God, I believe God is looking for people who care more about him and his kingdom than they do about themselves. Why do you think that? Well, I think the Bible, I'm pretty sure it says somewhere that we're supposed to die daily to our flesh. There's also a part in there. It says, when you fast, don't, 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 you know, wear, rip your clothes and put the ashes. It says, when you fast, not if you ever get around to deciding you may want to take part in like a 30 minute fast or something like that. No, 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 no. It said, when you fast. You know why he says that? 
There's a lot of power in fasting. Not only does it, it will never bring you closer to God. You'll never be closer than you are right now. That's impossible. He says, already I'm closer to the next breath, but it brings your awareness in. It brings your awareness in. And you know what else fasting does after the first couple days? It starts going inside and, and eating. It, your body turns on itself and starts eating cancerous cells. It starts healing itself. He's given us this, this, this amazing healing power just to push away a food and pray. Oh, but we can't go without that Mickey D's. God's looking for people who care about his kingdom and a little less about their pride, a little less about, God, what am I going to get out of it? Can we put the car in park right there? Because every situation you're asked to go to, hey, you want to go out this weekend? And you quickly think, well, what am I going to get out of that? It's human nature. It's human nature. Don't feel bad about it. Most days I just go in my house and lock the door and close the blinds and hope nobody rings the doorbell. But we we all are, are thinking, well, what am I going to get out of it? You don't have to go to hell. What are you going to get out of it? You're going to get a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You're going to get a Savior that loves you and would go straight to the gates of hell, but he won't go inside for it. You're going to get, oh, my God, somebody who took the straps for a year. You're going to get the king that sits on the throne. What are you going to get out of it? See, because we've had so many preachers come along in the 70s, 80s, and 90s talking about if you send this gift, look at the TV right now, and you send this particular, send me $1,999 in this year of 1999, and you shall get a new Honda. Honda Mashanda. Now, if you just turn your TV on, no. <laughs> But they messed us up. They messed us up. They made it all about us when it wasn't. Okay, I'm not going to say it was never about us because God came for us. So, yes, it was about us. But after that part, it kind of turns right back to him. But I think we got stuck. Listen to this over in Luke 9, and, and I'm almost done. Luke 9, 59, it says, uh, Then he said to another, follow me. I think he's saying that to the whole church tonight. I think he says it over and over and over because we keep going back and doing our own thing. But he said, follow me. Uh, but he said, oh, 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 Lord. Lord, now you'll understand this. Let me go first and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, this is how dramatic and, and radical Jesus was in his answer. He said, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. What I read, and Jesus wasn't being disrespectful to the guy's family, but he said, look, this thing you're carrying on the inside of you, this gospel you carry with you is of so much more value. It's of so much more value than the thing that you can turn around and go back and do. Amen. And, and then listen to, this, listen to this. It said, and then another one said, come on. They was, all of them was coming up with excuses. Said, Lord, 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 I, I'll follow you, but, but let me go first. Bid them farewell who are at my house. I'm, I'm going to go uh, 
I'll go back home for a minute and get a drink with the boys. And then I'll come. Uh, but, but this is what Jesus said. He said, no, 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 no. Y'all, y'all are missing it. You missed it. He said, no. No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Whew, these words are on fire tonight. You're not fit, he says. Nobody wants to hear that. But you know what? I'm not here to say what you want to hear. I'm here to say what you need to hear. And I needed to hear this, so I know you do too. Because I know how quickly we fall right back into, into self, into to daily life, into we're set apart. We're ambassadors for the kingdom of God. We're, 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 we're agents on assignment. Where there's rain and where there's sun outside, I'm here on purpose. I'm here on assignment. And if you, if you got light in your eyes and breath in your lungs, God has still got something to do with you. Why is it so hard for us to surrender? Why is it so hard? Because... If, if, if we read our Bibles, then we understand one of my favorite scriptures, Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek ye first, first in all things, the kingdom of God in all his righteousness. And then, somebody say then, all these things will be added unto you. See, we're doing it backward. We're spending our whole life trying to get these things that God would have given you for free if you would have just spent time with him. The, the time you spent getting three, four, five jobs to pay that car payment, build that big old house, you paying all them payments for, man, you could have lived in a shack and followed Jesus and, 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 and just uh, been happy in your life. And, and, you know, if those are the desires of your heart, God probably put them there and he would have gave it to you later. Amen. But we seek you first what's comfortable and we seek you first what's easy and what's quick and what's drive through and what's fast and how can I leverage up faster and how can I finagle my way up into a position but I can tell you promotion doesn't come from the north, the south, the east or the west promotion comes from the Lord when are we going to learn these things <laughs> Lord help us I just I, I'm unraveling I'm unraveling to everything I knew And I'm asking God to show me what it means to follow him. Because I want to know. I want to know. I don't want to get to the end of my life and find out there could have been so much more. And the fact is, I've seen some really, really cool things in my life because of God. I have seen miracles all over the place. I've gotten to go places I never should have got. I've been... It's just the sweet presence of Jesus that fills my life. I think we've insulted him, and I'm not even sure if he shows up. 
No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. I think the Jesus of the Bible requires everything. You can't date Jesus on Sunday. We're the bride of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. He's not looking for a one-nighter. He's not. He's a gentleman. He ain't that kind of guy. He's looking for a lifelong commitment. Mm. I was thinking about that church, and we're getting ready to get out of here, I promise. But I was thinking about that church I went to, and I thought, you know, you can look at somebody's prayer life. You can look at somebody's worship. You can tell a whole lot. You can tell a whole lot about them. You can tell so much. And it hurts me so bad to go into some of these churches and and I'll be praising worship and then I'll just look out and they're stiff as a board. They're just looking at me like, are you even allowed to do that in church? Well, David, he was, first of all, he was a man after God's own heart, the Bible says, but that thing was messed up, right? David was a full-blown inferno of a mess murder adultery lying stealing cheating if he didn't do it he thought about doing it and still somehow God calls him a man after his own heart you know why because David knew how to repent oh if you read he would fall on his face and cry out all night before the Lord the Bible says We don't even deign to go to the altar to say, sorry, Lord. Mm. It's time to fill the altars with tears. One of my favorite scriptures is Joel 2. And when I first came back to the Lord, there was this... uh, message on, on TV. I turned it on and it was talking, I remember the name of the message. It was called Freedom's Cry. And uh, it's talking about Joel 2 and how he was going to restore me for the years that had been stolen. And, and you know, I needed that because a lot of my years had been stolen. Oh. Um, and I didn't think I'd ever get them back. But you know what? God has multiplied my years back to me. And I, I want to tell you tonight, if your years have been stolen, you hang on to Joel too. Because I'm going to restore you for the years the locust came and the palmer worm came and the canker worm came. I'm going to restore you for the years that the devil came and wasted your time and stole your attention and, and had you up on drugs or had you up on this or had you up in the whatever. God will restore you for that. But I also think that there has to be a hunger there and here's the thing I can't make you hungry I can only bring the meal if you don't eat I can't force it and I I hate to be the guy talking about so many in other churches but so many churches will tell you what you should be eating but they'll never actually feed you right that's really frustrating to me you tell me everything I need to be doing but how do I do it 
How do I do it? Well, I'm going to tell you a lot of how to do it. You get on your knees and you pray to God. Amen. You get on your knees and you pray to God. Because right there is where you're going to find most of your answers. Get off the phone with Aunt Betty. Get off the phone with Uncle Jim. Because they don't have answers to their own life. Okay. They, my Uncle Jim is here tonight. No offense. <laughs> they, they don't have the answers. Their life Anybody else is out? Just, it might even be a bigger mess than yours. So why are you going to them for advice? You need to go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. You need to get your advice from the source. Ooh, it's got to be from the source. And we've got to throw our pride out the window and just. I don't know where y'all go to church on Sunday, but I want you to go and cause a ruckus. I want you to get right up at the stage and just start dancing for the Lord. Just get loud about it. Just start twirling. Get, get. No, no, I ain't saying be obnoxious. I'm saying praise the Lord with everything you got. Praise Him everywhere with everything you got. Amen. Because I believe He's coming back soon. You believe what you want to. I don't know if it's pre trip, during trip, after trip. He's coming. It's time to make some noise and, and, and get radical for God. And I hope, I hope that this has spoke to you tonight. I hope that. I hope this is one of those nights where, where people are, are thinking in their mind, you know, I, I need to make a change. It's time for me. It's time for, it's, it is time. It is time. You know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and it's my time. It may not be their time across the room, but you know what? Tonight's my time. No laughing on the second row. <laughs> That's the kind of church this is. And so... It's time to come back to God with our whole heart. He said, rend your heart and not your garments. He said, I'm, I'm tired of you sh- sh- doing it on the outside when, when the inside is a tomb full of dry bones. You're washing the outside of your cup. Now, how crazy would it be if you invited your guests over for dinner and you had only cleaned the outside of your dishes and you laid it, all the placemats out and you put the dirty the inside of the dirty cup on the table? You, you, you ain't serving me out of that. But that's what we're trying to serve God with, right? All I can say is God help us. God help us as a nation. God help us as a community, as a county. God help us as a church. God help us as a body. God help us as individuals. God help us because I, I you know, I think we may have missed a church. It's time to go all in. It's time to go absolutely all in. It's time to throw every card down on the table. It's time to put every chip. It's time to go all in. If you're ever going to do anything for the kingdom of God, the time is now. I don't know what you think you're waiting for. You wait until he gets here to do it. Why? No. He says, behold, I come quickly. And he'll be here before you got time to finish it. Do it now. 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 If you've been thinking about doing something, do it now. If you was looking for a sign, 
do it right now. Do it now. Leave tonight and start whatever that thing is. Whatever God has been telling you to do for the last 5, 10, 15 years. Well, Josh, I'm too old now. I'm too broke. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm not in this situation. Nope. Keep your excuses. We all get the same 24 hours in a day, and we all get to choose what we do with it. Every one of us. You think, well, I got bills to pay. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time to whittle down a little. Why, why, why? <laughs> get rid of a few things. Get rid of a few payments. It ain't worth your life. I said all the time, you know, there's a junk, a junkyard over there I drive by all the time, all the time, all the time. And you can see them picking up the cars with the cranes and moving them over. And you see the car drop. And, and I'm thinking, man, somebody spent five, ten years paying big old payments on that thing. They worked two jobs, didn't get to spend time with their kids, didn't get time to you know, go to church like they wanted to and, and all the rest of it. And I thought, you know, it's just laying over here in a junk pile now. All their precious dreams and goals, it's all going to... Bob says the world's going to burn up. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, for what? For what? For what? Come on, let's get real honest with ourselves. Let's get real honest with ourselves. What is really worth it in life? What is really, truly worth it? There's not but one. There's not but one thing. That's it. That's it. That's it. He's it. That's it. So that's what... I'm not going to do the whole, let's stand to our feet and everything tonight. I'm just going to say thank you for coming. And I hope that this message has resonated in you. And I hope that you take it and do something with it. Well, I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend who needs a blessing. Be sure to sign up for our email list too. We give away free gear and products and you'll be the first one to hear about the latest episodes and all the latest news. Till next time, pray big prayers and watch God move. Have a blessed day.